Dear listener, sitting or doing whatever, the two hosts you're about to listen to are amateurs, so please do not under any circumstances imitate what you hear on this podcast. And with that, this is Anime Archives with your host, John. And Ernest. It's good to be back. It's been, what, about a week and a half-ish? A week and a half, yeah. Uh, it's summer. Since you brought Wolf's Rain. Yeah. For adults. Yes, yeah, since <laughs> I brought Wolf's Rain. And sorry for uh, delay on uh, having like a good time schedule. We're trying to get on to that. We're just working. Uh, I'm working two jobs this summer, so I'm kind of the one who always got to change and fluctuate sometimes. But I promise after this month, after September and a little bit of October... We will be on a. He actually very means strict after schedule. the month of October, <laughs> then things will get more consistent because I will be in a different country at that time. Yes, true. But <laughs> we'll have some episodes released there too. But yes. So today, with that warning that you gave us, <laughs> it brought it brings us a Cromarty High, and Cromarty High. This is a song that or an. <laughs> <laughs> Kamari High School. It's yeah. an anime that's about a, a bunch of delinquents. Now, we've seen that, what, back in 2000? I, I know uh, the first time I saw it was at your house. Uh, you had a cool cable where you could pull up an anime on demand. Oh, I didn't yeah. have that stuff. I was like, damn, I didn't have it. And you just like, hey, check this show out. Because I saw Desert Punk from you and Kamari High School. And we would watch, because it was like short bit episodes, so we were able to watch it while we were chilling mm-hmm. and waiting for something. And that's how I was introduced to Kamari. Yeah, that was back in the day. That yeah. was probably, what, 2015, give or take? Or not 2000, was, 2005. It was 2005. Yeah, 2005 <laughs> yeah. or 2006. That was like, we were way, we were, way, uh, we were still like in middle school. Yeah, middle school, almost start, close to high school. Yeah. Watch that show. Now, you haven't watched Cromarty since, right? I did not watch Cromarty since. So, what no, did you uh, no, remember? Seasons. What did you remember? What did you think you enjoyed kind of before you watched this again? Uh, I remember it was uh, comedy, mm-hmm. comedy shorts, uh, that these guys were idiots, and the art design was very different from the animes I was used to. Because uh, this is right when I was watching, I started watching like a uh, little bit of Naruto, Gungrave. I was watching like some intense kind of anime, but like it was very serious. And I thought anime was like adult cartoons. It wasn't mm-hmm. like uh, Pokemon or Ed, Ed, Ned, and Eddie and any of like goofy stuff like that. So when I saw Kamari High School and I saw uh, the humor, the Japanese humor, and it was different because I watched it in dubbed. I remember we watched it in dubbed mm-hmm. on the demand, and when we watched this one, it was in Japanese. But I just remember the humor and like the odd things that they had, and the weird little spoofs that he did. That it just made me laugh, even both dubbed and even now with the sub. The cast really stood out, yeah, yeah. and it made me remember him even today, and I'm glad I actually picked up the anime again. Yeah, for sure. Because what I remember was just a lot of laughs. I remember it being a good time, but again, I I was a little afraid re-picking this back up, because I didn't want to taint that memory. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, You always have that rip running at risk of... Uh, Messing out with something you thought was like really amazing. That's why kind of a little bit like Wolf Rain. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this I'm I'm finally an adult. I can watch this and enjoy it for its fullness. And I was like, damn, this is this, this is, is tough. <laughs> this is definitely this different. is a little depressing <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're you're definitely right. It made me some episodes like because it is comedy. Some some uh, episodes fall flat, but majority of the time it was pretty much hilarious. Yeah. So. The style is actually based off, I think, a 70s or 80s delinquent style back in the day. Yeah. 
It was written by Eiji Nonaka. Okay. Eiji Nonaka. Now, his uh, other works, and I looked into them. I yes. definitely did. Included a Future Neighborhood Association and Double J. He had about six different shonen that he produced and about six different uh, senin that he produced as well. His senin works were a little bit more popular than what his shonen works. Chromari was actually um, his most famous thing. Okay, yeah. this is most and, famous? Yeah. I you were about to say it was like one of his throwaways where people were like, oh, I guess I don't mm, No, the only one that kind of keeps up a little bit with Cromarty is another one he did called Cactus. Cactus? Yeah, and that was a, that's a Senate. So that's definitely more towards the female audience as well. Is it, is it all comedy? Was Cromarty a Senate or was it? No, Cromarty is still considered a shonen. Shonen? Because okay. it's, it's uh, still, it's more delinquent, um, delinquent humor, male audience, you know, teenagers. Yeah. Adults that just like seeing someone get punched in the face. Yeah. And Cromarty, you would think, has a lot of that because, again, it's a lot of delinquents. Yeah. But there's surprisingly very few fights in this whole anime. Maybe one or two max. And it's not even a punch. It's more like he would slap his friend and then fully yeah. apologize to him. Cromarty High School does a wonderful job of making the incredibly boring and mundane fascinating and interesting because it throws so many crazy things yeah you open up your classroom door and all of a sudden you don't know if it's a delinquent you know one of the baddest people on the planet a gorilla or even someone else that's like freddie mercury yeah (laughs) i mean it can literally go in so many different directions and with that i can definitely say it was written incredibly well now the thing that was a little frustrating and it wasn't really frustrating was the when it got released here in America, at least for the um, the manga, yeah, yeah, um, they only went about halfway, and they actually stopped halfway doing it throughout it. And the reason why they stopped was because the the company that did it, ADV Films, and ADV Manga, they actually went through. Uh, it was a negotiation deal that kind of went wrong. They let go of a bunch of different people, thinking that they were going to merge with the different company, thinking it, oh, it was going to be fine. They're coming up, and something didn't happen behind the scenes and somebody walked away from the deal so of course it got picked up by a different company at this point but that's what stopped pretty much uh some of the american dubs so that's why it's a lot harder to find in terms of uh dubs you all won't like find dub all license the and exactly the stuff, as yeah. well as uh, translated um translations okay. now again they were bought out by a different company but I don't think they're going to hire the same dub voice actors anymore or anything like that. Yeah. Case in point, I went into just a little information on the main character, the dub voice actor. and Don't remember who the main, the English dubbed actor was. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Right. And the reason why this guy should read, uh, be like not even have a name, okay, is because he actually... Um, (laughs) he he went out and um, I think he was like in his 30s at this point was trying to elicit a sexual relationship with a minor damn I knew (laughs) (laughs) and so now he was going to go to jail and he avoided it by marrying her in front of her mother and so again he avoided jail fully did technically it's legal the parent can technically so, I don't know. I think his name will rename Anonymous. We don't even need to mention that type of crazy, weird-ass, sick-ass, 
He's a sick guy. Screw yeah. him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Glad I remember him now. I was like, yeah. hey. I'm not so, crazy him like I did uh, uh, Johnny Bosch. No, he was yeah, never not, one of the elite. Yeah. So it's not like you've seen, um, what was his name? What? Who's that really good American actor what? that fell? Kevin Spacey. He's Kevin. not a Kevin Spacey. Oh, like someone okay. that's amazing and then fell out because yeah. he was a creeper. Yeah. yeah, nothing like that. So when it comes to this, this anime and the manga itself actually won an award. It was one of the few animes that I've noticed so far that has won award, an actual award, and it was a like a big like a, a it was a like big a manga Grammy. award. Okay, it was called a, the Kadansha manga uh, manga award back in two thousand two. Okay, and so it was really cool just knowing again that it wasn't just me that seen the humor in it and you. It was there must have been a huge following when it comes to this. Now, in terms of TV ratings with and how it sold with the way that it didn't fully get translated, it was hard to find full numbers. I was able to find stuff in terms of uh, my anime list, and that has about 86,000 viewers. 86,000 oh, okay. 86, in terms of What was it rate, rated? It was rated 1,006. Oh, okay. Now, oh, no, if it. you really think about it, out of all the garbage, all the <laughs> crap, and there's a lot of that out there. Like, that's honestly not bad. Yeah, that's true, because it came out in 2003, right? There's so yeah. much that came out before and after that. So, yeah. if you really think about it, again, it's not really known. It didn't get super publicity. It didn't get hype. It's different. If this anime came out nowadays in yeah. terms of something like this, they would have done a lot more promotions. The way they promote anime nowadays, like Attack on Titan and stuff in Japan, they open full cafes, do phone booths. Like, oh, yeah. I remember they fully push stuff like that. So I think if this got released at least recently, you know, of course it being updated because it was still full of pop culture references. Yeah. I think it would still go well even nowadays. But again, it was one of those gems that we just, I'm glad we went back in the archives and found it. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, suggested it because I definitely, like, it was funny because uh, I remember when I was watching the first episode and one of the guys was like, shut up, i freaking kill you. I was like, did, did John take this from these, this anime? Cause you would say that a lot. I was like, "Dang!" And it made me realize that, and I, I was just laughing hard. It, like, there's a lot of funny characters, and we'll get to. But one of the funniest guys to me was the dude with the pink hair, and how it's always constantly moving. And then you find <laughs> out it's a wig. Shinjiro <laughs> Hayashida. Yeah, that's well, his name. We'll get, like get to him. Do. We will All definitely right. get to him. So the anime itself was directed by Hirokai Sakurai. Now, he's known for uh, three main ones. Okay. One's called Maid-sama. Have you heard of that one? Maid-sama? Yeah, I heard of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind yeah. of a... My wife watched it. She liked it. Yeah, I watched it myself. It's, right. it's entertaining. It's lighthearted. I liked it. It was good. Uh, older one called UFO Baby that I didn't really hear. UFO Baby? Yeah, but it was, it was older. It's, I yeah. think, around the 80s. Okay. And it was pretty popular when it came to that. And one of my personal favorites that's very similar to Crow Marty High called uh, The Disastrous Life of Psyche. So this director is very... Disastrous oh. Life of Psyche. Yeah, so what is that, that is... Is that He pretty much has like an antenna. Oh. And he just goes through a normal high school life. But he's practically God at this point. And so when he sees you, he sees a skeleton. He doesn't see your skin. He doesn't see anything. So he is doesn't. He an alien or something? Yeah. Well, he's not an alien. He's a psychic at this point. He and so the thing that's frustrating for him is he can never be attracted to a woman because he doesn't see a woman in her skin and all that. He sees your skeleton. Why? That's just his powers. His powers are that strong. His powers are he so strong. He can alter time itself. 
He is one of the strongest characters in pure anime because of he's what he does. He's psychic since he was a baby. I don't think you can take on my boy, Mob. He definitely might be able to because he changed the hair color of everyone in the world to at least be different because his hair was different. This wow. is how, again, just dramatically overpowered it is. Is, now, this a com- is it a comedy? Like it's comedy, and it's Cromartie? very similar to Cromarty in terms of it's a very short episode. So okay. it's like 12-minute episodes, and about a... You take out the intro and the outro, they're realistically like eight, <laughs> nine minutes. <laughs> like, it's really not much. <laughs> but, so they crank him out a lot more. But again, I can tell he did... Real, like Cromarty is what he kind of got to start with in terms yeah. of the shorter ones because uh, the disastrous like of uh, Psyche you could tell he's really fine tuned it and polished it like yeah. it's it's dramatically different but it's very similar especially in terms of the comedy do you like uh, the runtime for this stuff like do you like anime like anime is like this style to be like short like that or did you want like a 30 minute I think for a comedy for it's completely fine like think about this for Cromarty you can kind of expect it because yeah. it's little skits that every once in a while they'll reference an old episode or something else. But you, you don't, the last episode. you don't have to really watch any episode in any order really to understand it. It's just a bunch of random stuff. Now, I think in terms of a comedy, in terms of something that's more short and on the go, that's completely fine. That's great. But if it's a think of Wolf's Rain, could you do Wolf's Rain in eleven minute segments? No, it would be. Yeah, you can do it. I, like I, I just bet it'd be super long, and you would never really grasp it. And then you would have to cut out significant parts because it's very. I, I I agree with what you said. Like it's, uh, what's rain is a series where it's a very tight story that they got to follow. Mm-hmm. While Cromartie is something that you could watch. You know, you don't have to watch it in its order of release. You could just watch it randomly, and that, that's what I really enjoy about it. When it comes to the comedy being shorter, it's good because it's a good impact, it's light, and you pretty much forget about it. But when it comes to stuff like Wolf's Rain, you know, Trigun, they need that extra time. I mean, that extra 10 minutes tells a big story at this point. And so I think, for me personally, I prefer still the, the standard arcs. I like the standard, you know, 20, what, 22-minute episodes? Yeah, 22-minute episodes usually. <laughs> That's my preference. And the intro Intro, actually, like you said, I think we, you notice it a lot, and I think we're, I'm going to start noticing, but we know how much the opening and ending takes away from the time limit. Like, mm-hmm. nothing's that full 30 minutes. It's always else. They have this, a minute 30, two minute theme song or ending song that kind of cuts the anime story, and you can, uh, you can start telling when it's about to end. Like, I knew exactly when Kamari was about to end, or when Wolf was mm-hmm. about to, like, oh, that's too much information. Shut it down. One thing that makes me, it makes me really realize and grateful the today that we're in. Because if you think about it, we're able to skip intros, skip outros. We're able to, we don't have commercials anymore. Anime 10 years ago for us, when we'd watch it, we always had to watch the intro. If it was on Adult Swim or Toonami, always had to watch the outro. How many, we had three commercials. So you get right to a fight or right in the middle of a fight, maybe a cliffhanger, bam, commercial. The fact that we don't have that anymore, unless you don't pay for Crunchyroll, you know, if you have to deal with that, I'm sorry. That's terrible. It's crazy because I remember having the V... It's like a V VVR or something? DRV or DVR? DVR, DVR, you're right. And that was like the coolest technology that I remember how mad... Uh, people like networks were getting uh, like companies that paid for advertising were getting pissed off 
at uh, cable companies that are making these because people will like for, forget this route. I don't want to watch this damn ad about Viagra or about this guy who has blue balls. I just want to jump right into <laughs> my show. And, uh, and it's just cool now that we're used to that. Hey, skip it. Or if you enjoy the intro, some intros you enjoy, some intros you just skip. That we have that now. That I can be like, oh, I want to watch a lot of this show. Let me binge it. Let me mm. just skip some of the things to shorten the time frame for me. So the studio that brought that actually brought us Cromarty High. Now again, the AMV was the one who originally shut down. They were bought out, and then finally it ended up at um, Production IG. Okay. Now Production IG brought us Ghost in the Shell standalone complex Woo-hoo! into uh, XXX Holic. Psychopaths, and they're even bringing us the new FLCL progressive and alternative. And so it's a good studio that brought us a lot of different things kind of throughout the yeah, years. Psychopaths is really popular. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ghost in the Shell. Of Ghost in the Shell standalone will always go down as one of my like tops. Yeah. It may, it, I can't wait to that, rewatch yeah, that. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get to that eventually. So overall, when it comes to this, like I said, the story is targeted over at teens, people pretty much our age. And with that, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to kind of the intro. Now, the intro itself is called June. It means innocent. And it's by Takuro Yoshida. Now, he actually went pretty far in the music world himself. He, he got Yeah, he ended up getting a gold disc for selling a million, uh, million uh, albums. In Japan? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, like, he did really, really well overall. He didn't really make any other uh, songs in terms of anime. So nothing that he was really featured on in terms of other openings, but he was um, more known as like an alternative kind of folkish singer. Okay, can I add one thing real quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you caught what I said in the beginning of the episode, when I was like, you, uh, listener, dear listener, every time you start to boot up Kamari, uh, the main character will say, dear viewer, and give you like a little, let you know that these are delin- delinquents do not imitate what we do. So that would be a cool little at- added arm. And then you immediately hear the intro, which is, which I feel like it's a nice little upbeat tune that gets you into it. It's not, it's not part of my hype category, but it is something that I think fits uh, anime perfectly, especially when you watch the opening. As you're before you watching, you see the little nuances, the little jokes that they throw into it. And these characters are walking down the hall as if they're, 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 badass delinquents but i never feel like they really are i feel like they're goofballs and they're and but they know the joke too they like a lot of the time they say they're stupid but i think this intro when you hear it you know it definitely is for that specific song i i feel like if i was doing like an anime like opening music just hear the music what this anime is for i would know immediately that this is for kamari because it fits it perfectly I can agree with that 100%. When I hear this song, I think of almost like walking down railroad tracks with my friends. Like, it's a sunset. It's like, good, you just had a great day. Or like us walking down uh, from high school after tennis. It was just like a good, good, uplifting soul vibe. Now, what was kind of weird about it for me personally was I always remembered really liking this song. And the thing is, for me personally, I like the first like minute and a half <laughs> it's a four minute like four yeah. and a half like four minute and 50 second song i agree i like the it's weird because i like the like you said the, your time frame but i also like the ending where it's all bam, down, and it's just like before it cuts right into it when it shows the two the two robots like dancing because it's just like perfect all right go right into it that's where i always would like zoom in i knew immediately because this would start immediately the viewer to thing and at minute 30 it'd be done so i always will fast forward to a minute 30 want and then by boom all right 
Last little beat of the song. Right into the anime. So it's one of those that I thought I liked, and the more I listened to it, the more I genuinely just didn't like. <laughs> now, that kind of brings us to our next song, okay. and the next song is going to be our outro. Now, the ed- outro is called Trust Me, and it's by Bai Koran. Now, this band is an alternative... No, they're not alternative. They're, like, <laughs> kind of grungy rock. <clears throat> grungy? Yeah, grungy Grunge. alternative... Or, yeah, grungy kind of dark rock. And I looked in terms of their history. They've been around for a while. I think they've released probably, like, five or six different albums. But their main uh, group, all the group members changed but one guy. So one guy kind of went consistent through the years, but every other band member bounced. Like, did they go to a better group, or...? They bounced. That's all that matters. They left. So I don't know if there was any form of, like, animosity that happens, you know, especially when the ego is involved in those big groups. But overall, this song... Well, we'll play it, and then I'll have my my little two cents. I would have left the group too. I would have left the group. Okay. <laughs> so when I was I playing that song, David. you right. you had that cringe look on your face. Tell me what it, what's your thoughts about that? I um, always would immediately skip to the other ep- uh, the other episode after it would end because the first thing you see is the goofy gorilla that's bald in the middle. I was like, how the hell is this gorilla bald in the first place? I know it's a gorilla and it's supposed to be funny, so it's always goofy looking. But I just think it's just it's just skippable. I'm just like I don't need to listen to this and listen to it for it now. Listen to its entirety. Now I'm just like I'm glad I, I always skipped it because I would have left the group. I'm like, I I just imagine being in a concert. But if you guys are out there, you guys might know one of our cool songs from a cool anime called Kamardi High School. This is Trust Me. I love you, baby. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, but what about you? <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually had the opposite like oh, opinion yeah, when I came to it. So when I heard that song, I thought of like an '80s kind of metal hair band. He said this is grunge too. Yeah, this, it, that sounded grunge. Well, too? it didn't sound like a Nirvana uh, grunge. It wasn't like dark like that. Right. But when I first heard it, like especially the very end, okay. I guess when I thought of grunge, I thought of that ending. The, a guitar beat. Yeah, kind of give me a Jimi Hendrix vibe, where it would just yeah. again more. You could tell they uh, they really kind of focused on the guitar aspect right there. But when I think of this, I definitely think of more like an '80s metal band for sure. Now, like we kind of going back and like listening to it again. What's the name of the band again? It was called By Kyo Ren. By Ren. Kyo Ren. I'm sorry if I may have offended my view about this one song. You guys might have hits, but just, now. Just didn't get me. That's for my co-host. <laughs> for myself, I actually hated the song when I first listened to it. Okay. And I started to really like it. Especially that beginning. It's so dramatic. And I have a couple different um, 80s bands that I can think of immediately that's just as dramatic. That wow. kind of has that voice fluctuation that I, I myself really like. So I'm glad, again, that the song was able to kind of produce two different results. You'll either really like the song or you'll really hate it. But I do have to agree with Ernest. I would have still liked that band. Yeah. <laughs> Play Trust 
So overall, when we explain Cromarty to the average person or yeah. to you know to somebody, what would you say? What is Cromarty? Like, what what is Cromarty to you? Cromarty to me is a comedy short. It's this is what I think of Cromarty perfectly, and I was thinking about all today before we actually started uh, recording the podcast. And I think it's a perfect thing where, you know, uh, when you watch, uh, say you're watching TV and your your show's end and you have that, that time block. Adult Swim would do this a lot. We have a time block before the next episode starts because it ended, like, too soon. And I was like, we need to start this at the half. is a perfect in-between little thing you put in to fill up. You get a little laugh real quick before you actually go right into your episode. Or, like, a movie, before you watch, like, a movie. A little short thing you get, boom. Good little humor. Knock it out. Take it out of the park. And that's I, that's why I think Kamari filled a lot for my time. I would just watch Kamari a little bit, take a break from something, say like I was gaming, watch a little bit of Kamari, get a little laugh, and then do whatever I need to do that day. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. And it just fit perfectly. The time length and everything. I didn't feel too dedicated. I didn't have to feel like so like wrapped into it. Like was frame where I had to like take notes and really know exactly what's going on and question things because I... You don't really need to be, like, your mind in tune with Camarillo High School. You can. It's a good take a break from your brain and relax and just take, have a laugh. Laugh at these guys being goofy and dumb. And a guy having motion sickness. This one guy trying to be a comedian but also being a delinquent. And just goofy just goofy characters, that's all. When I think of Cromarty, I mean, you... I like... You can take the look of it. And okay. I'm a huge fan first of the way it looks. I like that I've always been a fan of delinquent. Yeah. Anything that deals with delinquents that deal with just a bunch of juvenile kids that just beat the crap out of each other or insult each other. Huge fan of it since I can always remember. When you take it and you actually have more of a 70s, 80s vibe, a little spin on it, and then you add completely random elements like a gorilla, <laughs> robots... A motorcycle race. Yeah. Aliens. I mean, that alone shows Cromarty, to me, is like the mecca of badasses. Yeah. That's what it really is. It's the Olympics Olympics for badasses. And the main character, as well as the staff, because Cromarty has such a, a heavy reputation of being full of just ultra badasses, they have a lot of enemies. So... Coming into this, <laughs> fun fact. Okay. Cromarty High, or the Cromarty High School, as well as all the other high schools that are listed in the anime, are all uh, named after very famous American baseballers that went to play in Japan. Oh, that played? Yeah, that okay. played over in the Japanese League. All right. And so, uh, like Cromarty, funny. for instance. I don't remember his first name, but the, his last name was Cromarty. He ended up uh, going over to Japan and ended up winning the Japanese championship with that team. He took yeah. him to the championship. Okay. So I thought that was just a really cool That's how cool. there's so many references to that culture and just culture in general. And they do have a funny episode about that baseball. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They, cool. they did now, a good now job. Now knowing that. So going into kind of what makes Crow Marty, a big part of it would be the cast. The cast, sure. to me, is what really kind of fills it out. Because you, there's so many different satire out there. Yeah. But what makes a good satire to you? Like, tell me that. A uh, good s- satire, to me, would be 
it knows it knows its own its own like uh continuity or storytelling like it, it's not trying to grill you with all these like hard punching jokes there's no it's trying to be stupid funny i think kamari really fits a high it's just stupid humor and it, it knows what kind of material it's bringing it's not trying to be overly glorified or like this is for, take this for instance because i never really watched it there was an anime called full metal panic mm-hmm. and they had that before they could do the season two, they did a funny version for Metal. Yeah. Yeah, I watched and them both. I was like, why? I do not want to go from this series one to now everything's a joke. And maybe that's lost on me, but I just feel like you can't you can't take a serious anime and then throw some humor into it because I think it just messes it up while Kamari knows what's bringing and just keeps that going. Kind of what they did with Attack on Titan. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, they released oh, yeah, that, they did chibi, that like... chibi one because, mm-hmm. like, well. We're waiting for the creator to keep writing some more manga. So uh, here goes Attack uh, on Titan School Edition. I was like, people are being murdered in the show. And you want to talk about going to high school? Yay! It was like uh, Naruto when he did that Rock Lee spinoff. I yeah. Like, I was like, guys, come on. Even though I heard that was popular, but still. I was just like, oh, no, nothing. So when I think of satire, I think of the only way it works really well is having a cast that really support each other. And what Cromarty does really well is it does have its main character, and it has so much emphasis on the side characters, on all the different castmates, that you feel like, again, you're not just watching one specific person. You're watching this whole school at this, at this point, or at least the main badasses of the school. So the main character, his name is Takashi Kamiyama. Most of the people just call him Kamiyama is short. Yeah. He's also known as Aaron Boy in some of his other schools because he always d- did errands. Yeah. <laughs> like, they always made him get lunches. He had a great memory. So he knew everybody's lunch and what they wanted for drink and all yeah. that. No problem. And when I think of Kamiyama, I think it just... I got kind of similar to us. One that's just average IQ, maybe a little above average. Which but I was sure. surprised. I thought he was smarter when I first... Like, going back to my memory, I thought... He was just a smart kid put into a, a dumb school by accident. Like, damn, it sucks for him. But, no, he's, like you said, he's average. He's not the smartest guy of the bunch, but... So, he's he average. Just, he's a little bit smarter. Maybe maybe a, a hair above average. I want to say he started up being smart, smarter than everyone. Because how he was in the beginning episode is way different from the very last episode. Oh, yeah, the very end, he just doesn't take shit. <laughs> yeah, he you can tell he's just seen it all. Yeah. He's just tired of everything. And there's a funny thing where they're like, oh, we, you being, like, mean, and all the characters are like, you're being, like, a, a douche now, dude. You used to be, like, really cool. And he was doing all that comparison. Of, I love that episode because it was all about perspective. Yeah. And he went really <laughs> deep into it, and it he made some good points. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Highly recommend to watch this anime. Yeah. Okay, so Kamiyama... How he? Do you know how he even got into Cromarty High? Because, like you said, he he is smart. He does have some form of at least intelligence. He can think a little ahead. He de- he has a lot more common sense, and he made it into a school that pretty much only badasses go to. This school is almost impossible to fail to get into. Okay. Almost, okay. There's. The only way you can fail getting into the school, and this is, I found this out by the live action, is based off of um, if you can't do basic subtraction. That's the only way you fail. <laughs> so, it's a high school. Eh? So, All this right. takes us back to our main character, Kamiyama. Right. He had this friend, 
And because Kamiyama always got bullied... Was this explained in the live action? Or was yeah. It? Oh, okay. So That's because right. Kamiyama always got bullied, um, he was getting beat up one time, and his friend came out. And his friend stopped him. His friend was a delinquent. And it wasn't his friend at this point. It was just some random delinquent stopped these guys from beating up Kamiyama. was like, I'm going to do the right thing. And he got beat up. <laughs> Those delinquents <laughs> beat the crap out of him. Bounced. So Kamiyama's like, well, thanks for taking an L for me, man. I appreciate you. And those two became friends. They hung around for the remainder of that year. So then one day, as friends do, they talk about, hey, what high school are you going to go to? Because at that point, once you're at the end of your middle school years, most uh, Japanese kids, usually either the friends kind of go to the same high school together if they can make it, but there's some form of also entrance exams for some yeah, of these high schools. These high schools. It's a lot different than the culture we have here. Which is crazy because I, I just uh, to go on a tangent. Yeah. I know that in Japan, like there's very like strict high school that like above almost like if you go to this high school, you'd be able to get the university that you want. Mm-hmm. And some of these kids, one of the reasons kind of like Japan's, you know, this is gonna be a little depressing. Its suicide rate is kind of high because if you don't get certain things that you want. You kind of fail. Your future doesn't do like you fail these entrance exams. You're not getting the right high school, which is not going to get you in the right university, which is you know definitely your whole life could literally be altered based off what you did in your adolescent years, the yeah. years you don't even know yourself. It's yeah. really crazy definitely how different than America. it's built. I mean, again, we have a lot of flaws ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But when we look into kind of the way the school system is, I mean, again, their intelligence, their technology. They're so far ahead of us. Yeah. Hell, I even said one time, and I remember high school, that I uh, we were doing like a government class where like I'll write to your senator. I wrote about how I think our education system should be more like Japan, having little knowledge of it, but still I was just like that com- competitiveness that lets us know that hey, college is going to be a whole different level than high school. That you can't just breeze through everything. That eventually you're going to get competitive to get what you want. See, and that's the thing. I feel like in terms of what Japan has done in their school system, they go to school on Saturdays. Yes. They literally have school uniforms. The students actually help clean the school to show, hey, you have to take care. You need a sense of ownership. So they're not just littering. They're taking that with the rest of their life. And if you even bring it back to the World Cup, okay, now. Okay. The World Cup, the Japanese fans are actually famous now. The fans itself are famous because they're the only fans that cleaned up after themselves and after other people after every World Cup match. Think about it. They're in a different country. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to litter. We're not going to do this. We're going to take care of all of our trash for everyone around us, and we'll get this taken care of. Were there sides where they sat at? There was sides, but there was also people that sat, you know, with other crowds. You're not always going to be doing that. they would clean up all day. That's that's really awesome. It was really cool. And so they take that ownership with them. And that's stuff I feel like, again, we would benefit. Now, will parents let their kids do that? No. Nowadays, parents fight a lot of their kids' battles for them. I don't think that stuff would ever fly here. It would be way too late. That's stuff that has to be ingrained in us, I think, way earlier on. But again, if there was a chance my kid could go into a school where they actually do have Saturdays, because think about it. This day's me and you are working Saturdays. Yeah. I mean, they can't expect to always have, you know, five days on, two days off. But that's, you know, that's its own sort of thing. I think that's one of those things you reflect more as an adult. Like, there's, you see how the things that you didn't find as as valuable and important during that time is actually more valuable now that you're older. And so you're like, actually, I gained a lot from that. And 
if I was just did a little bit more. Now that I know how hard I can, how much I can achieve right now, I could achieve even better if I put in the fourth effort back then. I mean, yeah. if you get me as a high schooler and you say, "Hey, you got to have a uniform," I would be pissed off and upset, especially yeah. knowing us back in the day. It's like, how dare you? You're taking <laughs> away me. You're like turning me into this like. Cookie cutter cop out. That's the exact same as other people. There's no individuality. It just it's frustrating. But now as an adult, I'm like, well, I don't know how to tie a tie. That would have been good freaking knowledge. In in those kids, they literally wear a tie all the time. Or presser uniform. Presser uniform, just stuff like that. And imagine what that does to the kid's confidence. A kid who doesn't have, for instance, rich parents or doesn't have that wealth, doesn't have that accessibility. And now they don't have to worry about not wearing, you know, Gucci, not wearing good name brand clothes. I think it would do a lot to build society. But again, that's a whole different, like, I can go on a whole rant about that. And also, even though I don't think this is a bad thing, it, it shows, it takes away the whole individuality too much. Like, being like, I'm unique and very important, I'm very special. It shows that... When we when when you're in a group setting, you got to work together. No mm-hmm. one's the greatest, the best at this. It's it. Sometimes in America, you get very like competitive on I'm the best in this whole thing. Where if you all wearing the same uniform, it takes away that. It makes a more team and effort. That's what the military does when you first join. You know, cuts everyone's hair off. You get you take away the individual so you can become a team and learn that hey, this is important. I know in Japan that your your classroom you usually follow your your the same. The same kid, uh, students that you had in your class follow you the next year. You never, you you go up the same time unless someone fails and the teacher comes to you and all that. But it, it takes away that you really build a community that's not just, it's almost like networking. Mm-hmm. That's something that we don't build here. Like I had to learn about networking as an adult and how much, how important that is. Because if you help out this person later on in life, that person might be like, when you're down, hey man, I got a job, I can help you out. And just something that we really don't think about. Mm-hmm. The small actions you do to somebody can lead to big, big actions that can alter your life. Exactly. All it literally takes is one person to change either your perspective or your whole life. So, I mean, it's important to just pass that along. For sure. But that brings us back to Takashi Kamiyama. Okay, and Mr. Kamiyama, how did he get into Cromarty? Was his delinquent friend. He was hanging around with his friend. They were having that talk about... Which high school are you going to go to? His friend's like, man, I'm dumb. I can't get into any high school. So Kamiyama was like, yo, I found this terrible one. It's the worst of the worst. The dumbest kids go here. All you need is subtraction. Let's both get there together. And he's like, you know what? I got. Thank you. I can't believe you would do that. You have the choice to actually go to a decent school. You can do this. You can do this. And they both took that interesting exam frustrating thing for Kamiyama was he was the only one that passed. His friend was, he did not count on the fact that his friend was so dumb he couldn't do basic subtraction. (laughs) So now Kamiyama is in the school of delinquents only there to be with his friend. And his friend can't even make that school. So his friend goes and be like a vendor on a street stall. (laughs) Like that sells food. That's what he does. And so Kamiyama tried to help out his friend and now has to try to figure out the Cromartie way. That cracked me up. Yeah, I, I want to hear more about the movie. Your thoughts on it. So, Kamiyama went by a lot of different aliases. 
in terms of Aaron Boy. Uh, one was a Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Honey oh, Boy. Yeah, I remember that. Because well, he was also joke. a um, he would send in jokes. He was so kind right. of a jack of all trades sort of guy. He was the type of guy you would want in your corner because he can usually figure out a problem or he can completely change the whole setting of a situation. He was the smartest guy in a room full of dummies. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so yeah. I was like that. Uh, if you ever watch a movie, uh, it's a Luke Wilson movie about America, uh, uh, idiocracy. It's basically like Owen Wilson like goes to the future and it's America and everyone's idiots and stuff. And they're using like Gatorade to like, uh, like to get to make grass and stuff because they forgot how to bring to actually harvest and make crops. So I think Gatorade's great because Gatorade they were Gatorade water fountains and stuff. You know, and Luke Wilson's like, uh, just use water. And then he makes a good harvest. And so it's like, oh snap! So we can make we can make plants and stuff again. And they make him like the smartest guy in America. Uh, it was a, a pun movie about America's downfall. It's actually pretty funny. It sounds funny, but it also sounds very frustrating, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can almost feel his frustration of dealing with... Like, I deal with a couple dumb customers in my job. Yeah. Imagine dealing with dumb people every single day. Especially in... I would say, like, I'm not... Especially being, like, the average guy. Like, you... If I didn't have... It's just basic knowledge that everyone should know. And when they don't, you're like... Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like Wait, you're saying song. Gatorade is going to water my grass? Are <laughs> yeah, you ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, is going sure. on? <laughs> <laughs> Terry Crews is the president of my movie, by the way. So it's pretty funny. So one of the other guys, and we're going to kind of go through a little bit of the main cast. Okay. The people that, to me, kind of stood out was uh, Shinjiro Hayashida. This was Kamiyama's first friend. Okay. Now... He's guy. the guy with the purple mohawk, <laughs> and you find out later on that it's not a real mohawk. His family is actually, I believe, a, a line of butlers, and so he has to have, you know, be very firm and proper at home, but he wants to kind of rebel, but he'll never tell his parents about it, so he has to live a second identity. He is dumber than a gorilla. The guy is just dumb. But he is incredibly street smart. So it's funny because you never know what you're going to get with him. He's the type of guy that you always want around because he will always crack you up. And again, sometimes he'll say something to you that hits you on a soul deep level that you're like, did you just say something smart? Like, wait, are you real? And then he'll go back to just nothing. I just like, it's weird how this anime does it where it does... Those pauses, like a like a startle, like he would do the startle look. And it was one episode when uh, Hakuto was like, "Hey, I think I may have found your grandfather." And they he goes into Hakuto's house and he sees Hakuto's head butler, and they look at each other and go <gasps> like a shock. Who are you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, that's your grandfather. It just so it just stupid how how these guys are. And every time they would see each other, they do the same shock look and then back. Oh, I remember you. I was like, hey. Stupid. So he was the one that originally stuck up for our main guy, yeah. uh, Kamiyama. And how he originally even did that was everyone was kind of ganging up on Kamiyama, like, you know, oh, look at this little weak ass, punk ass kid. No one cares. Like, shut up. And he said something that was, to me, just genius. And I don't think I'll honestly ever forget this, like, okay. ever. So he was just like, um, they had a kind of a, um, 
um, not a poll, not a recommendation, like a vote on who the most badass of the classroom was. Okay, it was yeah. between three different people. And Kamiyama was one of those three. And everyone was like, wow, who picked him? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's where his friend came in. And his friend was like, I picked him. And they're like, why? The, you know, he's weak. Yeah. He's terrible. And he said, this is my logic. So if you have a den full of lions and you see a little rabbit hanging out with those dead full of lions, safe to assume that's a pretty badass rabbit. <laughs> and you sit there and you're like, well, when I think of a rabbit, I think that rabbit's going to die soon. Yeah. But if that rabbit does live with lions, yeah. And adapts to them. Like, that's yeah. a badass rabbit. Like if you're just hanging out yeah. with these lions all the time, like I'm more scared of that rabbit at this point. Than anything, because I don't know what I'm going to get with that. Oh, you know what you're going to get with a lion. Yeah. What about a rabbit that hang, hangs out with lions? And you can also see that he was never, he never was afraid in this episode. Like, he was never like, I'm scared of these these students. I'm okay. He was just like, all right, this is, the anime was basically like, hey, here I am. These are the students I'm with. Period. I'm going to survive and get through my high school experience and stuff. And you could tell what the... He had that mentality the first 15, what, seconds of the first episode. Yeah. He drops his pencil. Dude walks up, eats the pencil. And he looks at him dead in his soul. He drops all of his pencils and he's like, do with this. And then this dude does. He gets them all bunched up, eats, like, what, 30 pencils? Yeah. And then Kamiyama's like, wait, who am I fucking with? Like, what's going on? And then you see that guy and just walk off and throw up all those pencils <laughs> later on. Hilarious. This, uh, that makes me get to another point in this anime. Where this anime is, be, you know, when I first started watching anime, I was so, like, focused. Especially sub. I'm fo- so focused on the dialogue and, like, reading what is being written. Because I can't pay attention and also read. Like, I had to learn how to use my whole vision. Mm-hmm. When it's going out. This anime is perfect on doing little nuances in the background. Like, two characters should be talking. But if you, if you pay attention can still engage everything you can see like little goofy things that are happening out happening in the background that can be that can give you a little laugh and stuff and joke around like i remember there's always every episode when they do like something deep and emotional they would always be like this old man in the sky this old man. <laughs> i was like who is this old dude i wish i looked it up but i never did i just thought it was like some japanese uh reference that i, I just didn't get but it was funny still it just made me laugh so that brings us to one of the other characters. Okay. And the uh, one of the other characters is uh, Akira Maida. Now, he has, I believe it's blonde hair in yeah. the actual anime. And what's hilarious <laughs> about this guy was he claims that he is, he's never lost a fight. That he's oh. even fought a five-on-one, okay? <laughs> but the thing is, is nobody gives a single shit about him. You know why? Why? Because he doesn't have a nickname. Yeah. And that's the funny thing, is he's not known as the Fireball Kid. He's not known as any of that. He just doesn't have a nickname. Man. So he gets ignored. He gets super dissed. And then at that point, he just gets sad. And it's a funny thing what they're talking about, because they're all talking about nicknames that made him, uh, bad, made him badasses. And he tells his five on one. And they're like, so what's your nickname? He's like, nickname? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have one. They're like, you're weak. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a nickname, you're weak. You're sad. Get out of here, you scrub. It's like, oh. And he pretty much carried that for a lot of yeah. the anime. And his um, his name is actually a parody of a Japanese, very famous wrestler that was in the 80s. 
And okay. so very famous in terms of Japan. We wouldn't know. Cause Tiger was, Mask, famous? Yeah, like similar to like that aspect. But it was just more like, again, his name's Akira Maeda. You're into Japanese wrestling, give him a look. Or maybe you already know who he is. But uh, what I liked about him was he would always be the character that got taken from other schools. So they would pretty much jack him, like hoist him up, and then the other characters would have to find him. Yeah. And most of the time, they would never get to him. So he, they, he would just be left there for like hours and sometimes days, being like, yeah. nobody's getting to me. <laughs> I remember as uh, the first season, as we were getting through it later on, like later episodes, they took him again. And they're just like, the people, they're always the same school as taking him. They're like, you have no friends, don't you? And like, I do. Maybe I don't have friends. Because <laughs> they never go. And that's they the type of wild. humor that's just littered throughout this whole, like, series. So, then, the two main characters kind of meet up and they go look for one of the, the most badasses of the school. Because, again, Kamiyama, what he wants to do is he, he wants to reform the school. He doesn't want it to be shitty. He doesn't want it to be bad. You know, have it's a bad reputation. Just, yeah, no, it's part of the actual plot. Like, or? yeah, like overall, he does, and it is part of the movie as well. Where it's like he doesn't like them being late. Yeah. And so he goes up to uh, oh, yeah, he he, they go find the hardest guy in the school based off the rumors, and his name is Shinichi Makazawa. Now, Makazawa is a robot, and the thing about him is nobody. Aside from the main characters, knows that he's a robot. So all his classmates, including himself, interact with him as if he was a human being, not even a robot. Like, and the the two main characters, the really dumb guy Hayashida with the purple mohawk, yeah. and the main guy Kamiyama, they're the only two that sit there and are like, "Hey, is somebody going to mention that he's a robot?" <laughs> Many different times they try to lead up to it and it never happens. And it just, it's hilarious. Because again, it's like not addressing the obvious elephant in the room. Yeah. And so that brings me to uh, Freddy. Freddy is, to me, my favorite character in Freddy's this your series. Favorite character? Freddy is. Freddy is perfect, I will say that. He's mute, so you never hear him talk through the whole series. Now, they'll kind of lead up to him singing and say he has a good voice. But again, they never really, they never, uh, you never hear anything. You see this drawing of him, like, silhouette of him singing. Now, this is Freddy in terms of they made a character identical to Freddie Mercury. Mustache and all. And he looks glorious and so out of place because you have a bunch of Japanese delinquents. And then you have a really muscular, muscular, manly man. Oh my gosh. One, one thing about Freddy that made me love... First, I was just like, this is just goofy. He's just a side little thing. to like, oh, there's Freddie Mercury. Laugh, ha, ha. But the episode when they go to go play baseball and they get lost in the woods. And they're like, oh, we don't have food. How are we going to survive out here? And they're all just sitting there thinking. Freddie just gets up and leaves. Goes down the hill. Goes to this ramen shop and eats. And the guys are like, this guy comes here every day. He eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. And goes back to the goes back to his guys and sits down. And they're like, we're hungry as hell. And Freddy's like, <laughs> and Freddy has like a uh, a food mark on his on his head. And he's just a meat. Just so stupid that it just made me laugh. That a, per, a character that has no dialogue could be one of the funniest characters in the whole anime. It def he definitely is in multiple different episodes. Yeah. I think he just comes out as that just unspoken star. And he rides a horse. Yeah. So most of the time you'll see him just riding this horse around. 
Whenever he goes to the bathroom, the horse just hangs out right outside. And the horse's name is Kokuryu. And that's uh, Black Dragon in English. Oh, okay, cool. And so, apparently that's a parody of something, but, (laughs) you know, they're everywhere at this point. Yeah. So, Freddy, now in the live action, your intro is, again, you've seen him, kind of shirt off with the suspenders over it, and it says, uh, he comes up to techno music, but it says hard gay. (laughs) <laughs> and then Freddy just and subtitles too. Oh. And Freddy just kind of walks through, looking all immaculate. Who did they and use as Freddy in live action? Was it American or was it Japanese? It looked like it looked like he's probably half Japanese. He definitely looked like he had some Asian in him for oh, sure. Okay. But I, I would say was probably half. Decent. Look? He did a good job. Okay. Like again, he wasn't Freddie Mercury. That's a beautiful man. Yeah, that's true. But he did a good job. He was muscular, and again. He had that, like, almost innocence to him. And that's why you have to have his Freddy. That's what made him stand out in the anime and the manga so much is everyone would have that problem, like, I'm starving. And he would just look at them and just have this childlike innocence that would just radiate. And nobody was ever mad at Freddy. I remember when they, like, hey, Freddy, we need you to help save somebody. Like, go be at some people. They're like, go... They gave him directions. Fred's me. He can't really like understand, so I gave him. And he goes beats up this random person in the street. Like, oh no, Fred. He picked a fight with Yakuza. Oh yeah, Yakuza. He was beating yeah. up Yakuza because he doesn't know directions and he's a grown man. Like, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> Just picture like a pure American yeah. hanging out with a bunch of Japanese delinquents. Muscular, and... wearing suspenders with no shirt. You know, the the common Freddie Mercury picture that's going around. Exactly. And so he really stands out. Yeah. And he, he stands out with another character that usually hangs out with him, and that is one of the main gorillas. For oh, some gorillas, yeah. some reason, there is a gorilla that's just in this cast randomly. You'll see him probably once every four episodes. He pops up. He always wears a watch. He's smarter than a lot of people. And apparently he makes really good sushi. Like, it's weird. He got better because I remember they first when he first got there, they said a little story that he came there, he learned how to make sushi, but he's a gorilla, so his hands are terrible <laughs> at making it. But he got better and he made like banana banana sushi. Yeah. And it's weird. Like one thing I will say, like I don't feel like we're spoiling Camardi High School. We like we said before, Camardi High School is something that you don't need to watch every episode. You can just jump mm-hmm. into it and get a little laugh. Uh, nothing really carries over. Maybe like small nuances, but nothing that will go over your head and make you feel lost. But Golby was hilarious. And again, I like how you can make... It's it's different because I know this show is... It's, a, it's an anime, so it's a lot more focused for Japanese audience. Almost like uh, Gintama, when you were telling me about it. Like some joke... More, most of the jokes is humor. It's Japanese-based humor. That you either will get it or you don't. And this one, you always got it. And... It makes me like, man, I really need to jump back into Gintama and actually give it an effort and like get past that first episode. No, you have to out. get past the first four. First four episodes? I, I, I can send you an arc that will get you almost crying. It will get you laughing so hard you'll almost cry. And then I can also send you an arc that can almost make you literally cry. Gintama has such a wide, crazy range. I have never seen something... To where multiple different times in different arcs, randomly different episodes, I had like tears coming down my eyes. Oh, 
So I'll send you a couple clips, okay. and it will completely change your your whole opinion on Jintama. Right. I actually seen. Uh, I need to see the live action. I want to see that because it actually got really good reviews. And Jintama was dark too. Like it, it comes across very satire, very parody, but then it has like five episode arcs where it's incredibly serious, great action, sword fighting, and again. Even now, right now, it's going through a very serious arc. Yeah. So you never really know kind of what you're getting that's with Jintama, right. and that's and that, why I like it. And that's the thing, like, for me as a an anime watcher, that I am always strict on making sure I watch every episode. And I ran into this problem, and the biggest one I can think of is uh, Bleach, where I would watch an arc, uh, the bounce arc, after the big, the main story one, that I just couldn't go through. It was just so boring. And I know I need to, and a lot of people said, once you get past that hurdle, you will see the beauty and stuff and, like, really see the greatness of this anime and why it's popular. Because, again, when you develop a manga to anime, you're going to add filler and fluff. Because the manga, you only can write a month. They have to do weekly or monthly mangas, depending on how you do it. And it's tough work, and you can't just back, well, I can do, I, I know for a fact I'm going to have a 48-episode anime or whatever you might happen, because, you know... You can get through panels, like, a, a whole little book in, like, 20 minutes. So like, fast. One episode. Like, it takes them weeks to even months to create, like, a volume. And we can finish that in, like, 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, we appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate what these artists do. And, again, that's why we wanted to bring anime archives to the audience. We want other people to appreciate... The, the unsung heroes of not just our generation, but the ones that will also come after us. And so, the final character that I want to bring up okay. that kind of stood out to me was Yutaka Takanuchi. And I thought he was probably my second favorite character that popped out. I always loved him a lot. And he was the boss of the first years. He was usually bald. And yeah. he was the one that gets incredibly sick whenever he gets into a car. He had the Natsu effect. Uh, from um, fairy tale. Oh, okay. Anytime he got into a moving vehicle, a ship, something of the sort, he immediately would kind of get sick and he would get aggressive. So everyone, like, he would, like, look really angry because he doesn't want anyone to see any form of weakness from him. Yeah. So everyone would be like, oh man, Takanuchi's pissed off. We're going to beat him <laughs> up. And he's just like, if somebody even touches me, I'm going to throw up. Please leave me alone. The inner monologue of him freaking out and then his dialogue with others and how contrasting it is, it is so hilarious. And he would just, like a small gem. All these characters are beautiful in their own ways, but he was just a, one of those gems that just was so endearing to me. I remember the school trip episode where he's like, I'm going to my favorite place, my favorite temple. I love it. And he he's even smart like you. Uh, he's actually very smart. He has a pretty high uh, IQ that he talked about. And the only reason... He chose Camardi High School was because how close it was to his house. So that if he walked, he could walk it. Or he could try do transportation to save himself three minutes. But it was like a 15-minute walk. So it was like, no big deal. Uh, but I remember they doing the transportation driving. And uh, the main character, Kamiya, uh, Kamiya, Kamiyama. Kamiyama. He sits down on the guy like in between his lap and stuff. He's like, oh, and why is no one sitting back here? And he literally sits in between the dudes in the back of the bus. The badass character. <laughs> Oh, and the funny. badass character can't do anything about yeah, it because he doesn't want to throw up. And Kamiyama's like, well, do I get off? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many just lighthearted, great jokes. And we're, we just want the audience, if you laughed at any of this, if you enjoyed it, or 
any of what we said kind of made even a kind of a small grin or a smile, we're not honestly doing it justice. It, yeah. When you see the facial expressions and see kind of what they're actually, the context of the situation, it's so much better. Again, yeah. Mechazawa, the robot, the gorilla, Freddy, the mohawk guy that's not really having a mohawk, the main character that's not even supposed to be in that school because his friend is too stupid to even get in. Other characters from other schools who are just just as funny as the kids, students from Kumari. There's a lot of beautiful characters, and it's a show that it's hard to break down episode by episode or where they find like a story thing because it is just, hey, how it is. Mm-hmm. It's a good storytelling. So, now, did any other plot events, any episodes kind of stick out to you that you really liked? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I did talk about a little bit about uh, episode 13. Lost in the Woods, uh, when uh, Freddy went went to ramen shop when they ate, that really stuck out. But another one was on episode 19, and it was a bike race. And uh, there was about this guy, and I remember it made me think about another anime that's pretty great called Initial D. Uh, about, you know, and it was about mountain pass. Initial D is about, you know, car racing and about being the badass, of the, either going downhill or uphill. But in this one, is about this episode was about a motorcyclist who was doing the uphill racing, and he was, like, the fastest guy. Like, oh, if you... No one can beat him, and all these people try to challenge him. And at this time, Kamiyama and uh, Mecha, who actually got turned into a, uh, a motorcycle because they crashed it, who drive a motorcycle, and the robot driving a motorcycle crashed it, and Kamiyama put them back together, but put the motorcycle parts back together. So they're driving down the mountain, and the guy, the fastest guy out there, he's like, yeah, I'm the fastest, no one can beat me. And he sees lights coming up. He's like, oh, a new challenge is coming. And Kamiyama passes him by real quick. And it's goofy because Kamiyama is sitting backwards on the bike. So he's sitting where the saddle eye is. Contact. Making eye contact. <laughs> I thought it was just so stupid. I was like, it just was, per- it was a perfect amount of joke because he had dead a deadpan expression on it. And it was just perfect. I was like, episode, oh, episode 19 was good. I had three that kind of stood out. For me, I felt the series, I really enjoyed it more towards the beginning okay. than towards the ending. Only because some of the uh, the two that really stood out was uh, in the first five episodes. Yeah. So I would also recommend definitely to give it, again, I know our recommendations will come at the end. But if we whatever we have said is interested in you in the slightest, definitely give it at least the first five episodes uh, the second one that stood out where Kamiyama first sees that uh, Hayashida and, and Hayashida actually seen that Mechazawa was the robot. So when they first like were hunting down uh, the badass, they open up one door and this is before they even knew who Freddy was. They see Freddy and then they shut that door. You know, they're talking to each other like friends would like, did you just see that crap? And he's like, yeah, I've seen that crap. And again, and, then they open the door again. Now it's a gorilla. <laughs> and then they shut it again. Because, again, you just seen this silverback King Kong 600-pound gorilla. So then they're like, "I, what's going on? So then they just leave and walk off to a different one. And then that's when they find Mechazawa. And then at that point, to open the door and see a robot, what type of high school is this? I mean, that allowed me to know what the, this anime wasn't a, delinqu- a standard delinquent one. Yeah. That they were willing to pretty much go against the grain and make it more completely just comedy based. Which is the opposite of what I was used to, because I was used to like Crows and Worst, where it was more like a gritty or a holy man, or a holy land? 
the, I think that was called Holy Land. Yeah. Oh, the school one. Well, uh, it was the kid, the delinquent that would fight pretty much in like the red light district in Japan in the streets. He would like t- teach himself martial uh, martial arts. It's pretty much like kind of a darker martial arts one. Okay. Really good one. It was uh, a manga. I don't think they ever made an anime out of it. Okay. So I think of like Baki the Grappler. Yeah, I remember that US. one for sure. But Holy uh, Land was a whole different thing. Disciple. And so episode five stood out to me, and that was uh, pretty much where the gang tries to save Maeda, uh, and that's where they actually get into a car to um, pretty much save him. Now, they pull up, and they find the biggest badass they can find that's around, and that's the boss of the first years. Ironically, that's the guy who is incredibly reliable, very smart, but hates transportation. So he's like, yo, that school's only 20 minutes away. Let's just walk there. And they're like, no, man, we'll be there in two minutes. we got to save our homie. Yeah, save them. So they all get in the taxi. They bounce. Now, this is the worst taxi driver, ironically, nude guy on the job. <laughs> so he goes, and they spend over an hour and a half in the taxi. So the no pretty much the boss dark. of the first years, Takenuchi, is just pissed off. <laughs> And Kamiyama and his friend are just like, well, that's how it is. <laughs> and then they end the episode by being back at Crow Marty. Yeah. Maeda's just hanging out. He's just like, well, shoot. <laughs> and it always became like a funny thing where, uh, even towards the end of the anime, where they always say, you guys always start something but never finish it. You always like, you get bored immediately. Characters will, like, uh, Maeda would, would always say that because there was an episode towards the end. I thought it was pretty funny where they get pets and stuff. And my dad was like, what am I taking? Like, he's taking care of the animals, getting up the horses and stuff, having, like, a real heart-to-heart. And, like, at, at, and this is at their school, so it was like the sun's going down. He's like, man, I really appreciate the work I'm doing. Animals are beautiful. And Kami, he's like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Why am I taking care of these animals? And then he finds out his friends, Kami, uh, hustled him pretty much. It was like, yeah, we don't care about the pets anymore. And how, like, be a cat and stuff and understand how animals are. It's just silly little nuances where, like, Kamiya was always, like, the smartest guy in the room. Or at least able to twist his words and thoughts to trick you up. The final episode that really stood out to me was, um, the 17. It was the Japan Boss Championships. Now... They pretty much took all the badasses from most of the schools and was like, hey, whoever wins this championship is the big boss of Japan. So Kamiyama, the crew, most people show up. And like, uh, think of it as like a gymnasium, like a high school gym. And there's a big uh, screen and it says, okay, you know, please answer this question correctly. And it says, the question was, milk is used to make yogurt. True or false? The question is, Ernest, is milk used to create yogurt? Is that true or false? It's true. That's true. Everybody but Kamiyama answered false. So Kamiyama, by default, the bunny in a den of lions, is the boss of Japan because he was the only one that answered true. And I felt like, I was like, where was the like the boss of the first year? Did he say he was so smart? And why didn't, I thought, like, at least a few people would get the answer right, but no, <laughs> I was Just like, what the So now everybody's upset that Kamiyama is the boss, and that's pretty much how it is. So, again, there's such a wide variety with Crow Marty High that I feel, for me personally, it was endearing. It was a very endearing, lighthearted, good series that I'm happy that I watched kind of 
I watched it. I'm very happy. I will end up watching season two at one point. We'll pull that back out of the archives. I know we have a lot to go through at this point, a lot to kind of catch up on. And your opinion, what is your kind of main final thoughts about Cromartie High? Um, main final thoughts about Cromartie is Cromartie High is a very cool, uh, if we're going by our rating, rating system, um, Cromartie is filler. It's definitely perfect for, it's not something that you need to really stick to. Like I said, you don't have to stick to episode by episode, but it's something that you can flick through. I know exactly that there are certain episodes I'm going to want to return back to just so I can get a laugh and stuff because it's that funny. It's a good type of humor. It's timeline is perfect for just getting a quick joke in before you go do something or get your little laugh. It's it, it's really good where I was like, man, if I'm like, if I need a little pick me up to give me a little joke, Kamari is the perfect thing to just turn into, mm-hmm. and I just enjoy that. And I think it's something that not a lot of people know about. Because I had known friends who were in MA that I'd never heard them talk about Camardi High School. It's definitely something I want to have more more eyes on, especially learn what you told me that, you know, it's not something that is picked up anymore or have like a, it's dubbed never got really finished or have those copyright issues. And it's because if there's people actually wanting it and watching it again and bringing that viewership back up, maybe we'll get more and stuff. And, and I'm glad that VRV has it and you have two seasons, which makes me go, yeah, I can jump in the second season and see how funny it is because... Uh, one of the last episodes you find about the, the the kings of the school, and it's like Kiss members. It's like members of Kiss. I was like, what the? And just that kind of silliness. What about you? So I like the whole filler aspect. I definitely think it's a filler, like for sure, or more kind of seasonal. You you kind of sprinkle it in there. Yeah. Like right now, like uh, if I'm watching Overlord. That's especially lately. It's been pretty dark. Okay, yeah, I haven't. I've. I have been slacking in Overlord and My Hero. You messed up. I've been on watching Overlord. like watching. Uh, I'm not gonna touch My Hero until uh, the season's out, like right. fully over. I love. Overlord, I go too though. hard, too hard in My Hero. Okay, but Overlord, again, the current arc is getting pretty dang dark. Even, even after the well, you the still girl even. Cause I remember people going in their dungeon. I mean, it's getting real. Yeah. It's getting darker after that too. For Overlord, yeah, like yeah. They well, again, you just you see what's going to happen. You've been slacking in it, so I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, it's really good sure. to just like not even do that. We'll but go home and go to when sleep. you have something that's kind of dark like that, something that like Cromarty High is a perfect sprinkle it in there to end off. Start your night with Overlord. Finish off with like an episode of Cromarty. See, so that's not the last depressing thing you're thinking. Yeah, because if you're like. If you're like this, like like me, whatever you last watch, sometimes if it's something that's deep, leaves you impactful, you go to bed, mm-hmm. you're dreaming about that thing. You're yep. Like, Fuck. So, so in terms of Cromarty, I would say if you're going to do anything, definitely watch it. Sprinkle it in there. If you have nothing to watch, enjoy it. If you want a laugh because you are really focused on a lot of um, in, uh, serious or dark anime at that point, definitely, I would say, watch Cromarty High. In terms of the live-action movie, I would say if you really liked Cromarty High, then check out the live-action. The live-action was good because it kind of went through the first, pretty much the first three-fourths of that movie was the first, like, six episodes. So they made, like, all the major references, all of that. And again, they did it good. It's it's corny. And the thing is, is the Japanese, in terms of movies like that, they don't shy away from, like, corny CGI or really corny effects. Like, when you see what Mechazawa looks like, you're like, is that a robot or a trash can? Because it literally (laughs) can look like a trash can. And so they definitely... 
didn't pull out all the AAA stops when it comes okay. to the live action. But it's what you really expect. It's not like a Netflix. If yeah. it was a Netflix live action, they have money dumped into that. Way different. Yeah, that could be terrible. Definitely. And so, overall, I mean, again, I liked the jokes. I liked the actors. I liked what this anime and what the live action kind of gave me as a feeling. So, I would definitely recommend it. I would say it's seasonal overall. And with that final bit, I would say that now that's all said and done, I can say that I liked I liked Cromartie. It's similar to Wolf's Rain in terms of I'm glad I watched it again. Yes. It didn't feel like a waste of time. For sure. What was your final kind of closing thoughts on the Cromartie? I agree. I liked Cromartie. It uh, fulfilled my whole perfectly. It's not something I needed to get like a full hook in, but it's definitely a thing to turn to, get a laugh, and really enjoy. Um, I enjoyed it uh, just for its simplicity. It's Like I said, I sometimes I, I get real caught up in anime that really gets me deep intellectual and really think about it i like those kind of anime sometimes but kamari is a good laugh stupid humor and even though i watched it when i was much much younger turning back to it i still find the humor on par and like little nuances when it hits it hits hard mm-hmm. and i just enjoy it so right now this has been Cromarty. check it out tell us your opinion on it again send it to this is anime archives at gmail.com we want to hear whether it was good whether it was bad kind of what what your your honest thoughts are when it comes to that i mean again you heard it from your host ernest and john so far we thoroughly enjoyed it and we hope that you do too now what does next week bring us so next week uh we're gonna keep with these delinquents uh and we're gonna do a little uh little movie um just to give us some more space for another anime that i'm working on that i will announce no, next week when we mm-hmm. get through it. Uh, and it's going to be the movie that we're going to talk about and write is uh, called Crow's Zero. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of the dialogue about the Crow's manga uh, from the creator. He did a lot of spinoffs about delinquents from Crow's and Worse, and we will do a little research on that. But Crow's Zero is a great action movie about high school delinquents. Cool fighting. It's Amazing, and I'm I'm glad to get to go back to it because I remember uh, in high school where me and my friends would get up on a Saturday morning, super early, five in the morning. We go to my friend's house. We'll make uh, breakfast, rice, sausage, uh, country fried, country gravy, and we'll just sit there and eat food and watch like crazy ass anime and movies. And this was one I never knew anything about until I watched it. And then when I did, my fr- John got hooked into the actual series. Uh, like read the whole manga pearls, which I failed at doing, but I try to watch, uh, read the manga worse, which I think is the greater main character. But we get to that next episode. But I'm really excited to watch this movie with, with uh, John this week and to just deliver to you guys next week about things. So definitely, he's wrong about worse having <laughs> the main character, and we will go into that a lot more next time. For the audience, just to let you know, it is dramatically different than Cromartie High. Cromartie yes. is more of a comedy. Uh, Crows is more of a just action. Straight action. Just straight action. Really good fight sequences. Over serious, uh, violent, but just more like almost like a kung fu movie, but high school. Yeah. And it's very like you know these guys are just about their reputation, about being a badass, and you own again. If you get beat up, you're a loser now or something. It's very serious in my end. It's definitely a street fighting kung fu movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, I think that's perfect when it comes to that. Perfect. So thank you guys for giving us a chance for listening. And again, if there's 
ever any type of feedback anything like that please send it to our email this is animearchives at gmail.com is there anything you want to add uh yeah guys um Please send us to our Gmail, give us any updates, and let us know. Please let us know if there's anything that you want us to look up and check out. Uh, right now, we're still trying to get a build, build a really uh, a base of how we want to do some of these animes. But mm-hmm. if there's things that we're missing that you think will fit perfectly as the next episode, please let us know. Uh, and we're going to write off on Kamari High's opening end song. So, see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>